Hello everyone and welcome to What Do You Do When You Don't Know What To Do, the podcast where we learn valuable life lessons through stories of growth. I'm your host, Alexander Chappelle. If you are a regular listener, you probably haven't heard those words in quite a long time. In fact, I think the last episode I uploaded was October 2020, about six months ago. As far as what I've been doing in those past six months and what has happened to the podcast, uh, that is a topic for another episode, another time. Today's podcast has a very specific purpose. In light of the recent events in Boulder, Colorado, the shooting at King Supers that took the lives of 10 individuals, I've been reflecting and I want to open a line of dialogue with you. I want to share those reflections for three reasons. The first reason is that I am a Coloradan. I'm from Fort Collins and Colorado Springs. Boulder is within an hour of Fort Collins. I have walked and, and shopped and dined on Pearl Street. I've, I've been to Boulder many times. I have friends that go to CU Boulder. I played many tennis matches in Boulder. In short, it hits close to home. The second reason is because of a young man named Denny Stong, and out of respect for him, I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Denny uh, was one of the victims uh, of the shooting. He was 20 years old. I am also a young man that is currently 20 years old, and it was a grim, sobering reminder to see his name on the victim list that life can be taken away from you at any moment. And, and this is something I feel like we all know, but it's, it's difficult to really appreciate and understand and, and really let sink in until we're presented with something like this, with news like this. And it's especially uh, powerful if it's someone that you know personally that has passed. And this leads me into, into my third reason why I'm someone that always strives to make change, that always strives to make a positive impact in people's lives. That's one of the reasons why I even started this podcast. And I have been given a platform and an opportunity to do just that, to make a positive impact. And as a young man that doesn't know when he is eventually going to leave this life, leave this earth, uh, I should have no hesitation in taking advantage of that opportunity. So that is why I'm here today. I think it goes without saying, I think it's obvious that we have a problem. <laughs> we, we have a problem in our United States of America. As far as what the solution to that problem is, it's, it's complicated, it's messy. And I cannot sit here and claim that I have that solution. That being said, I do think there are two arenas in which we can operate to make change. And those, those two arenas are political and personal. I'll begin with political. The, the political arena is charged, right? There are many strong opinions throughout the entire sphere. Uh, and, and there are many strong opinions as to what the solution to this problem should be. And, and it's difficult to come to a consensus because this issue is deeply rooted in, in many different areas of society. It's, it's not just guns. What I think we can do, what I think we can agree on is that opening or continuing lines of dialogue with our government representatives 
is a good move because as as individuals, as people, we are not the ones that are actually putting pen to paper and signing in new legislation. We, we can try our best to influence legislation and, and make our voices heard, and that's good. Uh, but I know that, at least for me, and I, I'd assume that a lot of people feel this as well, it can be a feeling uh, of powerlessness that even, even if I go talk to my senators, even if I call my governor, if I email the mayor, whatever it is, it's, it still feels like my contributions aren't really doing anything. It, it takes significant coordination, time, money, and effort for anything to really happen, right? To, to notice any, any meaningful change. Now, this is not to say that uh, nothing has been done. I mean, obviously, I understand that government is, is a very complex machine, right? And there, there are many moving parts, and it's run by human individuals. At, at the root of everything, these are, these are human beings, and we are inherently flawed. So I'm, I'm not here to get into a, a political firefight, a, a discussion of exactly what we need to do as, as a people, as a society, because I can't claim to know. What I do think we can do is shift our perspective, shift our scale downwards and inwards. If we feel somewhat powerless in this political arena, then we can shift to our personal arena. And this is an area where I think we can make real observable change today, even like right after listening to this episode. It, it's something that's much more approachable and, and practical. The, the events that happened the, the shooting that happened in Boulder, like I said, is a reminder that life can be taken away at any moment. You know, I, I go to the grocery store routinely. I'm sure you all do as well. You go to your stores. You, you have your life routines. And I guarantee that nobody who went to King Supers that day expected that their lives would be taken away. They were just doing their routine. And... It's, it's a reminder to me that we, ha- we have to do our best to make every day meaningful. Because I think about the question that we often ask as, as an icebreaker or get to know you question. I guess not really an icebreaker. This isn't something you would ask someone that you just met, but a get to know you type question. If you were to die tomorrow, what would you do today? Or if, if you knew that someone you know is going to die tomorrow, what would you do with them today? And it, it's a good question. It's an interesting question. I think it reveals people's uh, bucket list desires and, and helps them see that a lot of things we stress about are, are not pointless, but we don't have to stress about them nearly as much. But I think the problem with applying that question in this context is that we know the time of death. We know it's tomorrow. So we... we can come up with these spectacular ideas of what we want to do, the, these bucket list list esque items, uh, but in in this scenario and what happened in, in Boulder, there 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 wasn't any warning, right? <laughs> they, they they weren't asked that question. They weren't told like, okay, tomorrow tomorrow's the end. What are you going to do today? So I think applying that concept to trying to create meaning in every day is a little bit overwhelming. You know, it, it's impractical to try to create bucket list moments every single day because you don't know uh, when when your life is going to end. 
And and it's it's impractical for multiple reasons. One, it may cost a lot of money. Two, that would take a lot of time. And three, we have responsibilities, right? <laughs> we we have our daily our daily routines, and we have work, and we have school. Uh, and for for me, for example, I'm I'm in the middle of figuring out my apartment for for next semester. I'm figuring out where I'm going to live in the fall. I can't just forget about that because it's you know four to six months down the line. I need to figure that out still. However, I think that we can find a happy medium and, and, and find a way to make perhaps meaningful moments throughout the day. We can, we can go through a somewhat quote-unquote normal day, but try to create a meaningful moment. When we put our head on the pillow at night to sleep, the idea, the hope, is that we'll be able to say, I smiled today, or that was, that was a, a good moment today, I enjoyed that. You're, you're developing a moment of presence, a moment where you're able to forget about those looming responsibilities and just, just momentarily, because obviously they do need to be attended to. But I also want to incorporate moments in my life that are not measured, moments in my life where I'm able to just be in the moment, where I'm able to exist, where I'm able to create meaning. And not even just share that meaning with myself, but, but rather share that meaning with others and share that meaning with those that I appreciate, those that I love. And, and that's really my, my call to action for you listening today is to take this opportunity today or, or as soon as possible to make a meaningful moment for yourself and make a meaningful impact in someone else's life that is meaningful to you. I'm not going, what I'm about to say, I'm not saying this for any attempt to make myself look better than you <laughs> because I've done this, not at all. I hope this serves as inspiration. But following my reflections, I, I reached out to close friends of mine and, and I just started talking. I said, hey, how are you feeling? How are you feeling in light of what's happened? And we, we talked, we, we basically talked about both these arenas, the political and personal arena. Uh, but in the personal arena, I, I, I made it clear. I made sure to tell them, you know, I appreciate you, man. I, I appreciate you. And life is fleeting. And we just have to try to enjoy every day that we can. And, and I'm happy and blessed to be alive. And, and I'm happy that you are alive as well. And... I think it's important to consistently have moments like that where you where you both are are present and appreciative of each other, even though it can feel kind of uh, awkward or, or or a little bit weird or, or like oh why are you being so sentimental and emotional? Ignore those feelings because they are irrelevant when it comes to the actual meaning behind what you're saying. It, it's a small sacrifice, a small ask to make a potentially really big impact. Because I, I think it, it would not be disingenuous to assume that the loved ones of the victims of this shooting wished that they could have had another opportunity like that before their loved ones left for the store. And, and I'm not saying that at all to take advantage of their story and, and take over their story as fuel for my, my messaging. No, rather, I think it's just another sad, grim, but important reminder 
to show your appreciation. There's a concept that I've been trying to incorporate into my life these past six months, and this is something I'll get into deeper on another episode, on on a following episode. But the concept is, it's almost a mantra. I never want to let my nervousness get in the way of making a positive impact on someone else, of, of giving someone else a compliment, of making someone else smile. I apply this concept in terms of cold approaches and talking to strangers, but I think the same concept can apply to those that you know very dearly and very closely as well. It's okay to interrupt kind of the normal flow of the day and the normal flow of your relationship to dive a little bit deeper and take a moment to appreciate the the connection that you have, the the value that they bring you in your life and and your gratefulness for having them in your life. Because think about how it would feel for you to receive that. You listening right now, imagine if one of your closest friends or your your family members even said, hey, so-and-so, I just wanted to say that, you know, I'm really thankful that you're in my life and I really appreciate you. That would make you feel awesome. At least I know it would for me. So there's no reason why we shouldn't create that feeling in others. Because if, if we would want it, they would probably want it too. That's pretty much all I have to say on, on this issue. Again, the political side of things is, is difficult, and, and that is definitely an ongoing conversation. But the personal side of things, the personal change, I think is something we can incorporate in our lives today. And I hope that listening to this episode has inspired you to do so. Or, or at least inspired you to start thinking about it and thinking about ways that you can create meaning in your life every single day. And, and maybe if, if every single day is, is too daunting right now, if that seems like too much to incorporate in your life, either A, change your definition of meaningful to make it more approachable, or B, you can keep a larger definition of meaningful, but perhaps change the time frame to maybe once a week, something like that. Just find a way to develop presence, find a way to appreciate your life, and find a way to show your appreciation for others. Because we don't know when that opportunity will be taken away from us. Thank you all for listening to this episode of What Do You Do When You Don't Know What To Do. I know it's been quite a while, and I know I'm returning on somewhat of a grim note, but I really thought that this was important to share. And and again, there's no reason why I shouldn't. I have the opportunity today, and I think it's important to share. So I I hope that you've enjoyed listening to this. If you did, if you found value from this, if this made you think, if this was impactful or meaningful to you in any way, I would appreciate if you shared this episode with a friend, with someone that that you think could hear this message, because I do think that we can can perhaps start a chain reaction of, of positivity with this concept, and I really do hope that it helps us feel a little bit better every day. In the coming weeks, uh, more episodes will be on the way, and I will take a deeper dive into what the hell has been going on in the past six months of my life, uh, why the podcast has been on a hiatus, uh, and, and the lessons that I've learned from the past six months. There has been a lot of change, a lot of growth. Uh, it's, it, it's been challenging, I won't lie, but but. 
I'm glad that I'm going through it because I'm becoming, I'm be- becoming a better man. I'm becoming the best version of myself, and and I'm on a journey of growth. And and after all, sharing lessons from journeys of growth uh, is the exact purpose of this podcast. So stay tuned for those episodes. Again, I appreciate you listening to this one, uh, and I hope it has inspired you. I will catch you all in the next episode. Take care.